Thanks, Dan. All right, you may have a seat. And our Redemption kids who did an amazing job singing up here for us this morning. Let's give it up for them one more time. They did an awesome job. Uh, you guys can be uh, dismissed to be with your uh, teachers down in Redemption Kids. So uh, let me welcome all of you to the gathering of Redemption Hill Church. My name is Tanner Turley. I serve as our lead pastor. And um, as we uh, get going here this morning, you can uh, feel free to turn to uh, 1 John chapter 4. We'll be uh, continuing our series, Radiate Love. Um, so it's 1 John chapter 4. Uh, we're going to be studying verses 1 through 12 this morning. And if you're using one of the Bibles we provide, it's page 1023. Um, well, uh, if you're new, I uh, hope you'll take a minute just to fill out the Connect card uh, so that we can uh, say what's up to you later this week. Uh, but then also, if you're new, please stick around for what we call Next. Next is a place we say to begin and belong. Um, it's a way to get to know a little more about Redemption Hill, but it's a great way to connect with other people. Um, so please, uh, for, you know, 45-minute lunch in quick, in and out, uh, we'll feed you. And, uh, you know, not just for new people. If you've never been to Next before, but you've been a part of Redemption Hill for a while, uh, please stick around. Uh, and then I have some more, uh, you know, great news to share with you. So uh, many of you are well aware that uh, roughly two months ago at our 6th anniversary celebration, I stood right here and I told a story about a dream that God had put in my heart um, that really was an extension of things that we had been talking about as pastors and staff for quite some time. And that was for God to provide a community meeting space for Redemption Hill. Okay, so I'm not talking about a place that we would own where we could meet on a Sunday. Okay, we love gathering here at the Chevalier. But uh, we are talking about, you know, maybe a storefront that would be, you know, around, uh, you know, eight, nine hundred thousand square feet that we, we could have community meetings, we could have gatherings, we could have groups there, we could have prayer meetings, we could, you know, a, a number of all the different things that we do throughout the week um, where we need space but don't really have a space. We said, hey, let's go for that, let's pray for that. Uh, in less than 30 days, we saw God provide over $32,000. Now that number's over 33. And so just amazing provision. Well, uh, just, uh, just two weeks ago, uh, I was uh, at home, I think it was a Thursday night, and, uh, you know, doing just what I do, just hanging out with Marsha, and, uh, you know, I wasn't work, you know, wasn't working or anything, so uh, just, uh, just, just, you know, got on my little internet browser here on my phone, and I started, I don't know if any of you have this problem, but I was cleaning out my tabs. You see all those tabs? All right, don't judge me. All right, no judgment here today, okay? Um, so I was, I was cleaning out some, some tabs, and I, I, I saw some old ones when I was just starting, a, you know, all this dream about the Ripple Project uh, for, you know, different commercial spaces around Medford. So I went to one on Riverside Ave, just down from CVS, to check it out. Uh, and as it turns out, the, the, the space was kind of chopped up into different rooms, and I didn't think that was going to work. I, I just texted my realtor friend and said, hey, I don't think this is going to work, but, you know, I'll take a look just in case, in case they can do something creative, knock a wall down. So uh, 10 a.m. the next morning, we meet the landlord. Uh, he, he shows up, and he asks, like, what, what's this for? You know, what are you guys going to be doing with this? And so I explain, you know, purpose and vision. And he said, yeah, this isn't going to work. He said, but I have the perfect place for you, and I'll take you there right now. I said, you serious? You know, like, I didn't know of any of this, this, this particular uh, property wasn't even listed as far as I could see. Uh, but uh, it's 75A Riverside, just around Riverside Ave Mall. It's a white building kind of behind City Hall, uh, right here in Medford Square. Um, we, 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 took, we, we took a look at the place. Uh, it's, it's really just kind of an ideal spot, large, large open room. 
uh, where we can have different meetings, um, smaller side room. And so, you know, kind of getting nervous, like, wait, I wonder, wonder what they're asking for this. Uh, long story short, great possibility, great opportunity, great, like, financially very wise. And so uh, we have reviewed the first draft of the lease, and we should be receiving the second draft and final draft tomorrow morning to sign on a new community space for Redemption Hill Church. Come on now. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Come on. Where's my Santa hat when I need it? Awesome. Awesome. So, hey, we said it. God is amazing, right? Like God, like, providing $33,000 on this in 30 days, like, God does that. I mean, just through friends, you know what I'm saying? Just like, that wasn't like a campaign worldwide. Like, you guys didn't even know about it. Boom, 33000 How about we weren't even going to look for a space until the spring? I just happened to be cleaning out my iPhone. Boom, see that. Boom, God is a God of surprises. Amazing. Love it. So wanted to give you that as a little, I mean, pray that it, you know, goes through. I hope I don't have to get up in a couple weeks. Oh, man, we got tripped up. But uh, we think we're good. All right, but pray that that goes through and that we can, uh, you know, celebrate that together. We're going to have a morning of prayer there. The, the vision is to already have a morning of prayer there, Saturday, January 6th. You can drop by. We won't have it all set up yet. We won't have it renovated by any stretch. Uh, but there'll be space for us to come and pray together and check it out. So uh, mark that on your calendar from 8 to 11. You can drop by for 30 minutes, an hour, however long to pray and check it out, all right? So that's the good news. Merry Christmas. Uh, let me pray, and then we're going to jump in to 1 John 4, okay? Uh, Father, thank you so much for how you surprise us, God. Thank you for how you provide in new and fresh ways. God, thank you for what you're doing in our church as we see new people connecting every week, even for those that are here today that are new. We, we thank you for them and know that it's by no mistake that you have brought us all here together to sing and to see these awesome kids sing and uh, to open uh, your scriptures and to hear what you want us to hear this morning. And so, God, as we do so, we pray that you would awaken us to the wonder and the magnificence of the Christmas story. And, Lord, that this story would become more and more real in our hearts today. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, uh, when I was a, a, long, a young lad, uh, about the age of 24, um, I was getting to know a young lady by the name of Marsha Harris, all right? Uh, now, we had met through some mutual friends, and uh, we were doing this kind of long-distance uh, getting-to-know-one-another phase where, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, calls on the cell phone into the you know, late hours of the night, a lot of emails, you know. Uh, this was back in the day before, you know, we had FaceTime, which was really, like, I thank God for that, you know what I'm saying? Because if, if we were to have FaceTime, man, it just would have made my heart ache, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to see her anyway, so that would have just been too tantalizing for a brother to see, you know, every other. So anyway, so, um, so we were, you know, relationship was progressing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the, the relationship was progressing, and uh, thankfully, God moved her heart. Okay, this isn't one just like 100% because of me. Uh, I'd say probably about 98%. Um, but, but she decided that she wanted to transfer schools from the undergrad she was attending to the graduate school uh, where I was, had an undergrad there as well. And so she uh, made that decision. She didn't want to attend the school. I mean, you know, why not? Um, so... That's funny. I mean, it's for me, remember, 98%. Um, so uh, so she, she uh, you know, made this decision. The problem was she had to sublease out her apartment before 
she could justify that and, most importantly, because, you know, her parents would not approve otherwise, all right? So we have three weeks to kind of see this all unfold. So first couple weeks go by, someone's interested, no, it doesn't work out. Hey, someone's coming by tomorrow, no, it doesn't work out. And so about three days left, and I call her on a Friday night about 6.30 and say, hey, you know, anything good happened today? You know, what's going on? And she's just got this discouraged, you know, uh, sound in her voice. And so I kind of hop off the phone pretty quick, and I look at my friends I was hanging out with. We were about to get a pizza, you know, just kind of do our thing on Friday night. I said, look, guys, um, I got to do what any sane person would do. I got to drive five and a half hours to see this young lady, all right? So, so I got in my car, filled up a tank of gas, and I made a couple of calls, you know, to her. This was a total surprise, right? So I'd make a couple calls, you know, like I would have anyway, kind of later in the night to fool her. And after five and a half hours, I pull up at her apartment building. I grabbed the only of choice that I knew of uh, in my back seat, a water bottle, okay? This is like after midnight. All right? and, and I throw it at the second floor window where she lives. I'm thinking like Romeo, Juliet, something like that. Um, so I'm like throwing it. I miss, you know, I'm like going to the bushes trying to retrieve my bottle. I don't have another bottle in my car. Um, so I'm like throwing it, and finally she thinks like somebody's about to break into her apartment, you know. Uh, but finally she peers through the little blind, you know, and boom, your boy <laughs> showed up. Now, Why? Why would I have driven five and a half hours just to see her? It's because my presence could communicate something totally different than just my words on the phone. It's because love shows up. Love shows up. Love showed up another way. Yesterday afternoon, I was mopping some floors. You know what I'm saying? I was getting that dinner ready, reheated pizza with some broccoli steam fresh in the mic. Don't judge. All right? And, and I got the kids bathed. All because, not because I'm an awesome husband all the time, all right, but because my wife is pregnant and she needed some help around the house. So let's give it up for Marcia, number four on the way. Yes, thank you. Jesus, the God of provision. But love, love shows up. Love takes the next step. And the Christmas message is all about, the message that's hanging over our hearts today is that love shows up. It's the Christmas story. God, the eternal son of God, showed up in time and space in the form of a seven-pound bundle in a tiny village outside of Jerusalem. Love shows up. So I want us to think about this theme, love showing up, as we study 1 John chapter 4, the first 12 verses. So if you would, read along with me as I read these verses for us. John writes, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. 
little children. You are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, was shown among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. This morning, I want to give you just two considerations about love showing up in the person of Jesus Christ, okay? Uh, number one, love Love showed up. Love came down to bring us God's victory. Love came down to bring us God's victory. The first thing that we notice about uh, love showing up is that just like today in the 21st century, in the first century, not everyone was buying it. Not everyone believed that love would show up in this way. In other words, not everyone believed that Jesus was God's son and that he was the eternal son of God who became man. They couldn't believe it. I mean, they, they heard his teaching. They said, like, hey, we've never heard anyone teach like this before. We, they saw his miracles. They said, we've never seen anyone do the things that he was doing. And in fact, many people said that after he was crucified, they saw him with their own too. They saw him walking around and speaking to people. They say he rose from the dead. It seems to be true, but it can't be true because why would eternal love become love incarnate? It can't be true. God surely wouldn't show up in that kind of way. So many people were doubting the message. Many people were discrediting the message. Many people were speaking contrary to the message. Say, hey, love didn't show up. I mean, if God, you know, showed up in Christ, it wasn't from the very beginning. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you know, uh, Jesus b became God for, for a bit or he was a God-intoxicated man, okay, but, 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 but he wasn't like God in the flesh, 100%, the God-man. And so John writes and he says, look, test the spirits. That's why he says in the very beginning, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Have you ever purchased something that you considered precious? Perhaps there's a gift under the tree for a loved one that you would consider precious. You can't wait to give it to them, right? Hopefully you've Done a little bit of work so far, you know. Christmas is coming, uh, so so. But, but I, I assume that if you if you really bought a precious gift for a loved one, you you took that gift and before you purchased it, you rigorously examined that gift. 
You know what I'm saying? You, you looked at it from all angles to make sure that it was what you thought it was, that you knew what you were getting. This is what John's talking about. He's, he's talking about a rigorous examination. Make sure that what you hear accords with what you know to be true of God. You can't believe everything you hear. You have to weigh every word that someone speaks against the word of God, what God has revealed about himself. You see, there, 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 what John is saying is that there is a spirit behind every statement. Like even today, you shouldn't like, oh, Tanner, like I trust that guy, you know, like he's well-intended, like probably whatever he says is true. No, like hear what I'm saying, but test what I'm saying and make sure that it lines up with what God has said in, in the word, the Bible. Because every, every statement, there's a spirit behind it. It's either the spirit of truth, okay, that's telling the truth about God, the truth about Christ, or it is the spirit of the Antichrist, okay? And, and that just means the spirit that is against Christ, the spirit that is not going to tell us what is true about Jesus and his coming. And so we rigorously examine this truth and as we think about all these songs, I love the Christmas songs, the songs that we've sang here together this morning. Um, I, I love what they communicate about Jesus Christ. You see, the one that we celebrate today was more than a God-intoxicated man. He was God who became man. Isaiah 9, 6 says what? For to us a child is born, pointing to the humanity of Christ, okay, he was, a, he was a real baby conceived by the Holy Spirit, but born of the Virgin Mary, okay, he was a baby boy, but not only to us a child is born, but to us a son is given, it's pointing to his divinity, this is a son that is gifted to us, the eternal son of God. Jesus was more than an authoritative teacher, he is the forever king. And it says in, in Isaiah 9, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end because he is bringing unending justice and righteousness to our world. Jesus was more than a holy man in tune with the divine. This is another view of Jesus. Like, oh, he's a holy man. He, he did a lot of good things. He's a great moral example. We can follow the path that he set out for us. But no, it says in Isaiah 9, he is and was the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Jesus is all of this. He's more than we can imagine. And I don't, I don't know about you, but like we could just take Isaiah 9 and 6. We could just take these two verses and think about them day after day. And I'm telling you, if you do that, if you really dive into what it's saying about Jesus, all right, it is going to increase your sense of wonder. It's going to increase your sense of devotion to him because he is an amazing God who came, who showed up for us. And so I would just ask you this morning, as you consider the Christmas story, um, what about you? Like, what do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe that he was God who became flesh? Do you believe that he was the long-promised 
Messiah who would deliver us and would bring all of our hopes that we long for, that he would bring them to pass in his life and his death and his resurrection. He is the king who can accomplish all that we desire. See, I would ask you today to consider, like, what is your confession about Jesus? Because when John talks about confessing, whoever confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh, okay, this isn't just like, hey, I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm going to say, like, Jesus showed up, all right? No, this is a confession that is a heartfelt, wholehearted commitment that is saying, hey, Jesus is who he said he is, okay? He did what he said he would do, all right? And he, therefore, is God, and I will go wherever he tells me to go, and I will do whatever he tells me to do. That's the kind of confession we're talking about here, right here in John, First John chapter 4. Is that, is that, your, is that, is that your confession, you know? Like, is, is, that what, like is, is that what your Christmas is about? Love showed up in this way, and so I'm going like, to go all in with Jesus in that kind of way and follow him however he leads me. You see, whoever confesses Jesus like this, all right, experiences the incredible promise of verse 4. Look back at it with me. It says this, little children... You are from God. If you confess Jesus as, as your Lord, if you're following him, all right, like in that heartfelt, committed, whatever, wherever kind of way, okay, then it says you are from God and have overcome them. You've overcome everyone that's speaking against Christ, all right? And why is that? Here's the reason. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Whoa, that's a promise, Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. The basic question, who is in you? God is in you. God, like God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is now in us by God's grace through faith in what Christ has done for us. And so because of that, we have absolute victory. The, the, John says it is like a past reality, like it's a done deal. You have, we have overcome them, but it's a past victory that stretches into the future. It's an everyday victory. It's like a today and tomorrow victory. It's a victory that, that keeps on, like all of our horizons are victorious because Jesus is victorious. So when we're talking about Christmas, we're talking about hope. Hope has arrived in the person of Christ. And if you side with Christ, if you get on his side, then you experience his victory because he is in you by the Spirit. Wow. Like, are we awake this morning? Like, is that not good news, all right? Like, I know it's like maybe staying up late, all right, partying, Christmas parties, all right? Like, what, yo, this is amazing, Thank you, little children who can hear me say, like, it's amazing. You can keep echoing that all the stinking sermon, right? Because, like, this victory is ours. You remember a few weeks ago I talked about the Christmas ornament. Like, we need, we need a Christmas ornament that is showing us that Jesus is victorious, that he is the king over all, that, that the work of the enemy, he who is in the world, that's, that's our enemy, that's our adversary, that's Satan, that's the devil, okay? Like, his work is done. Jesus has his heel on his face, and so just listen to this, all right? If, if that is true, 
if, if, if it's so logical, right? Like if, if God is greater than our enemy, Satan, and God is in us, okay, then our enemy can do nothing to us. Greater to overcome temptation and make us like Jesus. That's who is in you. Greater to lead us from a life focused on self to a life focused on giving ourselves away for the sake of others. Greater to give us desires for that, that w- which will ultimately satisfy us, not give us little fleeting moments of pleasure that will never ultimately satisfy. Greater to beat down discouragement that lurks around every corner. Greater to slay the unruly tyrant of materialism that is always screaming at us, you deserve more. Greater to lead us to the place of worship where we experience joy and peace and hope in the place of worry and loneliness and despair. Greater to conquer a spirit of cowardice and just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like just go and serve and love and speak. In Jesus' name. If Jesus is in you, by his spirit, he is greater than any addictive behavior that you are entrapped in right now. He is greater, even though it may take a load of faith for you to believe that, okay? Jesus can set you free from anything, if he is in you, you have a new power to live life. And listen, I can't, I can't stand before you this morning and say, hey, look, you know, Tanner, like he's going off about all this stuff. He's really excited about it. It must mean like, you know, I'm not going to have any problems this week. Like if Jesus is in me, I'm not going to have any problems. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're not going to have trouble. In fact, Jesus said you will have trouble in this world, okay? But when you have trouble, okay, and when you are pressed in on all sides, all right, Jesus gives you the strength to carry on to where your circumstances and your troubles cannot stop you or God's work in you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so that's why, that's why we're going to keep on praying as a church, all right? We're going to keep on praying, God, give us more of yourself, okay? Fill us with your spirit. May your spirit be so strong in us that as you've gifted us to serve others, to build them up, and as you have producing that fruit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kind of going to read Galatians 5, okay, and so many more, right? Just read your Bible, and you're going to see all these good things that God wants to flow out of our life. Listen, that flows out of us because why? God is in us. He's in us. We have everything we need. There's nothing that we lack. Wow, this is great news. It's good news of great joy. That's what the angels said. I agree. Thank you, angels, for giving us that heads up. No spiritual good is happening in our lives apart from the Holy Spirit. And so if I can just give you a little preview for what's to come in 2018, all right? This is going to be no surprise if you've been paying attention over the past few months, all right? Um, After the new year, we'll give a vision sermon for 2018. We're still working on it. We're still kind of crystallizing how we're going to articulate it. But basically, this is the vision, okay? This is what we're going to seek after together as a church. This is going to be the only thing we do, but it's going to be the top priority of where we focus our best time, energy, and attention, okay? Uh, We're going to focus on the fullness of God in us, all right? overflowing through us because greater is he that is in us 
And when God grabs a hold of our lives, then it influences and impacts every detail of every day. Love came down to bring us God's victory. You, like, can, can, we just, like, can we just encourage one another with that? Like when we're going through a difficult time, when we're up against it, when we're, we're, we're tripping up over our sin again and again, when, when we're really discouraged, when the enemy is speaking lies to us, can we just speak that to one another? Hey, God is in you. God is in you. Jesus is in you. His spirit is in you. His spirit's given you the victory. His spirit can empower you to keep moving forward victoriously. Can we do that, church? Please, let's do that. To close out this year, to move into the next year. 2018, 2019, I ain't going anywhere. That's the plan, let's go. You know, I mean, 2020, 2030, 2040, I'm going to be an old man around here. 2050, like, God is in us. That's unchanging, and it's good news. So love came down to bring us God's victory, but also God, God, God sent Jesus. Love came down. Love showed up to teach us how to love one another. That's, that's the message of verses 7 through 12. God loves and teaches us to love because, as it says in verse 8, God is love. The essence of who God is, is love. Okay, it's not all who God is, because we can't, like, take, take this one attribute and say, like, well, 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 God doesn't, you know, care about, um, you know, like, God is love, so I can do whatever I want. You know, like, no, God is holy, God is just, okay, God is merciful, God is gracious, but God is love. It's who he is. And so, listen, as we, as we get to know, look at verse, verse 7. Let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So this is, this is what I love, okay? Um, as we get to know, to know God, which is the, the idea of knows is like, you're continuing to get to know God more and more. You're continuing to get to know God in a, in a more full way, all right? As you get to know God, what's going to happen is you're going to go deeper into who he is, and what you're going to find out is that he was more loving than you thought he was. And you're going to go a little deeper, and he's like, wow, God, you were even more loving than I knew you to be a year ago. And so is that, that the reality of God's love grips our hearts, okay? We're going to understand how much he loves, and that love is going to change us. That love is going to radically move us to worship him on a day-to-day basis. God loves and teaches us to love because God is love, and God teaches us to love by showing us the greatest love. Look at verse 9. So, so clear, just in case you were wondering, all right? In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. It was shown to us. It was displayed, on display, showcased for everyone to see. Well, well, what did you do, God? This is what he did. He sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. So, so, so check this out. God, who is essential love, who is eternal and infinite love, blows our minds by sending not just his son, but his only son into the world. The the very God, Jesus Christ, okay, who, who made everything that our eye can and cannot see, 
this God showed up because love shows up. And you can't, listen, you can't, you can't even put, this is, this is why it's so mind-blowing. Right? We need to pause and think about this, all right? It's so mind-blowing because, like, we think we got it, right? Like, we think, oh, yeah, Tanner, I heard this, like, Christmas, the Christmas message. Like, I, gotta, I just heard last year's sermon again. I got to replay that, same thing, you know? Hey, if you think this is redundant, all right, and you're like, man, I've heard this before, okay, I'm just, like, exhorting you, like, look within your heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like kids don't get upset about, about another bowl of candy. You know what I'm saying? All right, thank you. And people who love Jesus don't get upset about hearing the same thing, all right, because it's so good. It's so life-changing. Just tell me again because it's so good, all right? So, 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 so God, who showed up in the person of Jesus Christ, God the Son shows up in the person of Jesus Christ, we can't wrap our minds around that. Why is that? Is because there is no proportion between that which is infinite, okay, God and us who are finite. We can't begin to wrap our minds around the fact that God who is eternal entered time and space. And yet that's how much God loves you and how much he loves me. You say, well, Tanner, that is pretty that is pretty mind-blowing. That is pretty hard to wrap my mind around. Surely, surely it doesn't get better than that. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. Not only does, does, does love show up in the person of Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ, verse 10, and this is love, not that, We have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son. Here it is again. He sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. All right, so let me just break this down. When love shows up, love gets things done. All right? When love shows up, love gets things done. Love, like I've heard it said, love is a verb. All right, love, like love is not just talk about something that you know I might do for you. Or like love takes action; it moves, it sacrifices. And so Jesus lives this perfect life. He shows us the way to God, and then he makes the way to God by dying for us on a Roman cross. Amazing, astounding. God, how, how would you even think of me, much less the eternal become incarnate into time and space? Then take it, take it a step further to display the most radical love by God dying for us. What do you, what do, you do with that? Here are the two options. You either say, like, wow, that would be cool if it's true. I don't believe it. Or I believe it. It's credible. It all adds up, but I don't really want it. Or you say, wow, that is, that is everything I could have ever dreamed of. Like, like here's, 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 I'm going to throw this out there, okay? Um, if you are not yet in Christ, in other words, like, you haven't taken that, that, that step of being all in and say, like, man, I follow Jesus. Here's what I believe. I'm not trying to be arrogant about it, okay? This is just, just a conviction. 
from, 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 from looking at this, from looking at other world religions, okay? You can search the world over. You will never find a God like this. You will never find a God who became man. You will never find a God who would die for you. And, and, and listen, I don't even think you could dream it up. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, like, if you could, if you could, like, we all, and we try to do this with God, like, we make God according to who we want him to be, right? So, like, if you were trying to draw up a design of God, you would not have thought this up. It's too astounding. It's too amazing. And it is because it meets our very need right where we are. We have all blown it. We have all jacked our lives up. We have all made a mess of our life. We all, like all of the dissatisfaction, all of the, all of the brokenness, okay, all of the wrongs that we do just simply against one another, much less against God, okay, like all of that, Jesus comes and he doesn't just die, but he dies for all of those things, all of those sins, all of that wrongdoing. So that through his sacrifice, we can now have life through trusting in what he did for us. And so, so around here at Redemption, we're, we're praying that God would continue to help people see what Jesus has done for them and then to step into that life, right? So if, if, you, if you've yet to receive the gift, okay, not just re, not reject the gift, stop rejecting the gift, but if, if you've never received that gift, then I would encourage you to receive the gift today. Like today is like the start of your Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Like the Christmas that will never be the same again because of who God is and what he's done for us. And then for those of us who have, like, if, if, and by the way, if, you, if that's you, like if you're stepping into the life of Christ like Tanner, I want that, I need him, then let us know that. Like just come and give me a big hug, all right? I ain't sick, all right? If you're sick, I don't care. Like give me a hug after church. Let me know, all right, that you're stepping into that life. Or if you think that's awkward because you don't really know me, all right, then you can just fill out the connect card and let us know like, hey, I'm stepping in to the life of Christ, all right? I'm just saying. And then I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm gonna st- no, I'm just joking. It's just, you know. um, so um, let us know. But, but if you are in Christ, then, then, then prayerfully this, this sense of marveling and wondering at what he's done and who he is is only increasing in your life so much so that as you love what you see in his love, that you want to emulate that love as well. If Jesus is the essence of radiant love, as we get swept up into his love, then we're going to radiate his love in our lives. That's what verses 11 and 12 are saying. Beloved, if God so loved us, so so logical, right? If God so loved us, stop being so selfish, all right, and love one another. I added that selfish part. It's implied. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. And I, like perfected, what does that mean? It just means that God's love has reached its goal. It's reached its purpose. God made us to love. He made, like you're wondering why you're here on the planet? This is why you're here. You're here to love. You're here to love God and you're here to love everyone you see. And so can I just call us? Can I just ask? Can I just invite us? This Christmas season, can we radiate 
God's love. As his love showed up, now it's our turn to show up and to love those around us. And so I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a physical need. We talked about this a couple of like, If there's a physical need around you and you see it, don't close your heart to it, but open your heart and go meet that need. Let love show up in you and through you, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, as you're going about your business. They're like, let your love show up to bring. I, I love what uh, happened this week on Wednesday night. Anybody hear about this? Wednesday night we had Three of our community groups, let me give some props here, the, the Medford Ready group, right, the Medford and Mesquita group, and the Somerville group, okay, and they, all three of them combined their love, and their love showed up in a huge way at Salt and Stall building over here, 101 Riverside Ave, and they served uh, over 100 residents there, by the way, of whom they've only had two big events all year, and oh, by the way, not to brag, but Redemption Hill Church provided both of those events. Wow. Hundreds of people in that building need some attention. Most of them are, are, are a bit older and in the final stages of life. Does, like, who wants to show up? Those who are filled with the love of Christ because love shows up. So, so we meet physical needs, but also we meet spiritual needs. Listen, if, if, we, if we know that this is true. It, it, it only follows, it only makes sense that we would give this love away to as many people as we possibly could. If Jesus did this for us, how could we not extend his love to those around us to say, hey, this is what he did for you. And so I'm just asking you, as we close out this year, you know that our 2017 vision has been about the invitational life. Okay, we were about invitation before 2017. We're going to be about invitation after 2017. But, but we really wanted to focus on that, right? Like, like getting out more and more invitations to say, hey, God has changed my life, and I would love for you to consider the story. You know, how easy is it to take one of these Gospel of John's, and this is a couple weeks ago, all right, here's a replay, Gospel of Luke, and just say, hey, you know what? What's in this, this little book totally changed my life. I'd love for you to consider it, and I'd love to talk to you about it. Yo, that takes 10 seconds. It takes 10 seconds, but you know what it takes more than that? It takes love showing up. Who's ready to step out and love somebody this week? Like, who's ready? Like, I'm just praying. All right, let's just, Dan, come on up here, baby. Let's get this thing going, all right? I'm just praying, all right, that, that, that we would, like, look around. Like, I have the vantage point, all right, but just look around. Look around for a minute. Like, not just, don't stop, don't stop looking at me and look around at everybody else, all right? Like, I know it's awkward. I know it's awkward, all right? I'm just setting up this awkward moment, okay? You can stop now because you're feeling really weird, all right? But, but the point is, right, the point is, there are so many little empty seats, can you imagine if all of us, like I know some of you got to go see family on the 23rd. I know some of you got this and that and the other to do, all right? But, but, but most of us are going to be here, and most of us can't at least, all right? Hey, you know what? Saturday night, there's a Christmas celebration at the Chevalier. Why don't you join me? Most of us can get on Facebook and share a post or put it on our page or send a message or take the, the video off of there and text message to someone, all right? Like, Hundreds of people around us, thousands of people around us 
need to know about the fact that love has showed up. But I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. God's probably not going to write it in the sky. He's probably not going to zap them with a lightning bolt this week. And Jesus said, look, hey, you're, you're, you're plan A. If the mission's going to advance, it's going to advance through you. So let's be the hands and feet of Christ this week. What I want to do is just as Dan begins to play, I just want to enter into a time of prayer as we, as we respond in song, as we respond in other ways here this morning. I just want to invite us to pray. And I want, to, I want you to, to ask God, God, would you do your good work in me in such a way that your love is so filling my life that it just has to overflow to those around me. So could you just pray, God, work in my life in that kind of way? Help me to love others as you have loved me. And then after you do that, would you just pray for our city? Would you pray for Medford? Would you pray for greater Boston, all of these cities and towns where you live, where you, you, you work? Would you pray that God would use you that God would use whatever it takes to bring more people to, like, not just a redemption, of course a redemption on next Saturday night, but other places to, to, to hear this message and be changed by the message of Christmas that love has showed us. So let's pray and let's sing and let's seek after God this morning.
Father, Father, we ask that you would continue the spirit of prayer, that we'd be amazed that you would love us like this, God, that we'd be so amazed by your love showing up that as we go where you lead us to go this week, that love would show up in tangible and magnificent ways. God, not because we're special, but because greater is he that is in us. So God, I pray that you would empower every single person in this place to move out and to worship you this week, to give your love freely as they have freely received. We pray in the name of Christ. Amen. All right, I want to invite our ushers to come forward. And we're going to continue in a time of worship. Please take that spirit of prayer. Please take those prayers and keep praying for them, right? Keep praying them. I guarantee, I, I'm not into big in the guarantees. I just like, I've read the word so I can get, like, if you keep praying that, God will keep working in your life. Amen? Come on now, amen? Let's get to it, church. All right. So listen, we're going to partake of what we call the Lord's Supper. It's just the time to reflect on the sacrifice of Christ for us. Jesus, as we read about this morning, Jesus died for our sin. And so as we are reminded of that, as we partake of the bread, reminder of his body that was broken for us, and as we partake of the cup as a reminder of his blood that was shed for us, would you take in gratitude this morning? Would you take, partake in celebration? Because of how love showed up for you. And so listen, why don't you spend just a, a few seconds. If, if there's anything you need to confess before God, if there's anything that you need to say, God, forgive me for that and, and cleanse me once again, then you do that before you come. But then come and partake and celebrate all that Christ is for us. Father, thank you for this time. We pray that you would continue to move in our hearts as we respond in worship. God, may this be an act of worship. May this not be something we do every few weeks, but may this be an act of worship in gratitude and praise for the magnificent love of Christ. We pray in his name.